You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi there. Welcome to the Northeast Cannabis Business Conference. We're here in Boston, and your name is Jack with New Ventures Consulting. You're from New Jersey. That's not far. No, not too far, and I have a lot of family up here in Massachusetts, so it makes it a convenient trip. Great. Um, what is your role in and around the cannabis industry? Well, thanks, Bethany. Um, so I have uh, a consulting business uh, for uh, emerging industries, which includes cannabis, among mm -hmm. others. Um, and my background is in uh, risk management and insurance consulting, uh, liability assessment. I have a specialty in environmental. So my consulting really is fairly broad. Uh, it can range from everything from helping companies with sustainability practices to how to manage their insurance better. And uh, actually, one of the things I'm really passionate about is just helping people be better consumers of insurance. Awesome. Well, we need everything from insurance to compliance to marketing to software and everything in between in this industry, for sure. Yeah. And, and maybe it's just the way I listen to things, but I hear uh, a lot of companies talking about all the things they're doing in business, and I rarely hear them specifically say they're doing anything about managing their risks. Mm -hmm. We do have a subcommittee at NCIA around risk management. Um, there's a few members of NCIA that are in that insurance space, risk management space, and I know they're looking to uh, provide more resources for the cannabis industry going forward because we're becoming sophisticated. And right. we 
we're getting insurance and we're still working on the banking thing, but <laughs> insurance, we're getting there. Yeah, and you're Crop right. Crop insurance. You're right. Wow. You're, it's a process of getting there because it's an emerging it's an emerging field, uh, cannabis itself, and the insurance industry is evolving along with it, and mm-hmm. they're learning as they go. I've been through this before in my career with an emerging insurance market, mm-hmm. kind of following um, an emerging industry, and uh, there's a lot of education that needs to go on both with the businesses and understanding what their risks are and with the insurance companies and how to properly underwrite um, and, and understand those risks. Absolutely. So it's the year 2020. NCIA, as the Cannabis Industries Trade Association, is celebrating our 10-year anniversary later this year, which is wild. Yeah. But think back 10 years ago to 2010, before adult use marijuana was even a sparkle in our eyes, right? Where were you? What were you doing? And could you have ever imagined you would be where you're at right now? working to ensure the cannabis industry. No to that last part. Right. <laughs> um, but the 10-year the, the mark that you mentioned is, is actually something I've reflected on and looking at my career and how I fit into the cannabis world. Okay. So it's interesting that you asked that question. When I started my career in 1981 in the environmental field, the environmental industry was about 10 years old. It really had started in 1970, actually before that, but about ni- 1970 was the first, first Earth Day. Oh, Earth Day. So, There's yeah. even a song about it. <laughs> I know. So I started my career in environmental, looking at innov- innovative ways to deal with environmental issues that were just starting to become known and understood. And then new regulations started coming out. People didn't understand how to implement those regulations. Mm-hmm. They started... Um, having different regulations in different states that conflicted with with federal regulations. So does any of this start to sound familiar? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, some parallels so there. I, <laughs> so through my career, I worked on kind of technology solutions. I, I'm trained as an engineer. Later in my career, so in 2003, actually before that, I started consulting to the insurance industry, and environmental insurance was new. So I mentioned the insurance industry for cannabis evolving, my career, at the last part of my career was working in insurance with environmental insurance. And we had to do exactly the same process that I mentioned before, which was the companies themselves were still struggling to learn and understand all their environmental risks. The insurance companies really didn't know how to underwrite properly the companies to provide the insurance that the companies really needed and so we served as a go-between uh, to educate both sides so it's it, it's really interesting that I, 10 years ago I was still working in the insurance uh, business more traditional businesses wasn't anticipating I'd be here but I knew I wanted to move into doing something that was working with emerging industries and so here I ended up you really like a challenge, don't you? I do, and and I've reflected on that because I, I get bored when things when when a, when an industry gets to a uh, kind of a mature state. I want to move on and find the next thing that's new and different because I like seeing things different. I like I like solving puzzles, and so these new industries create new puzzles to be solved. How do you pull together all the right pieces to uh, navigate uh, the issues that businesses have to deal with? Yeah, cannabis is definitely not boring. 
No, not at all. What is a boring part of the insurance world to insure? I know that seems like a silly question. Like, what is like, it's well, just so locked tight. Well, like for me, nothing like for me, I wouldn't be too excited about doing, you know, auto insurance and car insurance, okay, car insurance. Per, like personal car insurance. Mortgage like, insurance, Yeah, like, like that. I mean, and those are very valuable, and thank God there's people that do that, right? And but, very straightforward. But, right. But I like things... A thread through my career has been that people have come to me since the early days of my career with, we have this new problem, Jack, and nobody's had, nobody's had to deal with this before. Can you help figure out how to get our arms around it? Cool. And so that, that's been a common thread when I was working in private industry, when I was working in, in consulting, and when I was working uh, in insurance. Gotcha. Okay. So... 10 years from now into the future, it'll be the year 2030. Um, most people think we will have federal legalization for adults, or at least medical federal, federal legalization. What do you see 10 years from now for the cannabis industry? Well, it, I, I wish I had that crystal ball. <laughs> it's hard to even have a crystal ball in this uh, industry for six months out. You're not the first person that said <laughs> right? that. It's so right. true. And even today, you hear, I've heard a, couple, a speaker uh, mention, you know, New Jersey will have adult use by the end of this year. Well, they're going to vote on it as an initiative. But the way New Jersey works, that's got to go, still go through a regulatory, uh, legal, uh, legislative process. Probably take three years before well, there's it product could, on it the could shelf, take, right? Well, it, it could take a lot of time. Yeah. It, it's, it's not going to happen on January 1st of 2021 right if, if that initiative passes, right. which I think in itself will be a challenge because... It's New Jersey, and there's going to, and New Jersey is a home of pharma and life sciences, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be opposed to it. So you think in that state in particular, there are industries that are established there that are going to push back? Yeah, I think I think there'll be pushback. I think you'll see a pretty interesting campaign as this gets closer to November um, around this whole issue. And um, I know there are polls out there that say, you know, 60, 60 something percent of the public wants, you know, legalization or, yeah, yeah. but, um, you know, when people go into the the voting booth and, you know, surprising things happen, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen it before. Mm -hmm. So where we'll be 10 years from now, we'll we'll be much further along, but we're going to see so many... So there's going to be so many influences. Like, it's just not going to be the cannabis industry. It's going to be the food industry with cannabis. It's going to be health and wellness with cosmetics, alcohol. Like, everything is going to combine and integrate, and there's going to be so many interactions that people can try to anticipate, but how those actually play out and how those interactions get regulated is 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 such a puzzle you know to to put together so it's mm-hmm. it's really th- things things will will take longer i think in the short term than people think and and we'll look back 10 years from now and and if we can always stay kind of like grounded in like wow look at the, the progress we have made and and that's what i try to do is look at the progress we have made instead of getting hung up on we're not where we want to be yet mm-hmm. so you have to ha- kind of have that that viewpoint 
we're building the airplane while it's in the air. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of that going <laughs> There's on. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah. I've also done some consulting in the blockchain and technology space. And, oh, that's And that's another yeah. one that uh, got ahead of the regulation and started things started happening quickly. And, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of going the same route. It's, you know, they're building things kind of as, as the, the, fl- the plane's flying. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, were you in the room for our keynote speaker this morning, Derek Kayongo? I did not navigate the T. It. I did not navigate the T system as efficiently as I needed to to get no here. No problem. I missed that. Um, are you looking forward to any of the panels happening today or tomorrow? Um, actually, I'm mostly focused on the cannabis side of okay, uh, the speakers. The yeah. yeah, and uh, there's actually quite a few. I mean, really, the the whole agenda is pretty well targeted to uh, kind of what I want to see and what I am hearing from the panels I've been to already that there's going to be a lot more focus in... One of the drums I've been beating is that cannabis companies need to be better businesses. Um, they're They're... They're kind of running around like the kids with a pair of scissors, <laughs> and people are going to get hurt, and people are getting hurt. Like it's it's mm. it's it. The, the industry can't continue the way it's been continuing, and the businesses need to get serious about running real businesses, professional businesses, with all the proper things that businesses do. And that, and I understand they can't all do that. I mean, they've got their own set of accounting that they have to work under. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a, lot, of, a lot of things that, if those can get kind of resolved in some favorable way at the federal level, it really can you know, open the door to, to growth in the industry and, and make things allow companies to integrate across state lines and do things that they can't do right now and oh yeah so uh, well, in addition to hosting these big educational conferences and providing expo floor space for all these companies NCI has a full-time government relations team in DC working on behalf of the industry year-round. Mm-hmm. The Safe Banking Act, I'm sure you've heard of it. Absolutely. We've seen incredible progress this last year. It passed out of committee and through the House of Representatives yep. last year. Yeah. And now it's in the Senate and they've been a little busy lately, <laughs> but um, you know, we're we're optimistic even though there's challenges in the Senate for us. It just makes sense. And, and when we're looking at hemp and when we're looking at um, all the business opportunities and the potential of interstate commerce, which you were yes. hinting at just a minute ago, um, it just makes sense to offer safe banking to these companies that are going to operate one way or the other, right? Let's get stacks of cash out of our communities yeah. and let me use my debit card to right. buy my cartridges, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and along with that, there's also some insurance aspects of what's being looked at in Congress that will make it easier for large insurers to get involved and some of the national names yeah. um, to get involved, mm-hmm. which you know, they've kind of been sitting on the sidelines, you know, kind of waiting and watching. And um, that'll do a lot to um, further evolve and enhance the insurance products that are available for companies. That makes perfect sense. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast studio. And sure, I hope you my enjoy pleasure. the rest of the conference. Um, share with me your name and your company name again and where people can find out more. Sure. Jack Palace, New Ventures Consulting. And my website is newventuresconsultingllc.com. 
Awesome. Thank you. Okay. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. And now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtec.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtec today. Nurtec, baby. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now enjoy a large iced coffee for just 2 bucks and a breakfast sandwich to make a meal. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 